Hello, and welcome back to Cheaper Than Therapy with me, Chris Kavaner. And uh, today we're just going to get straight into it, alright? So, today, I come to the realization, alright? And um, it's this. I am deciding that I no longer have to identify with my mental illness. <laughs> now, I think that is a hard statement to make without sounding crazy or bringing stigma on me but I just don't see the positivity in being some sort of quote-unquote survivor anymore. It's kind of like when you were little and you finally got old enough to put your toys away for good. Like you're done playing with these action figures, playsets, dolls, whatever, for the rest of your life, and now you have entered a new stage of adolescenthood where you aren't a kid anymore. That's how I feel about my mental illness. Like this time of my life is now over, and I can put them away in the attic, much like those toys when I was a kid, you know what I mean? That's the positivity I want to be talking about, that's the type of positivity I want to bring to myself, and yes, if you are a survivor of trauma, you should be proud, okay? But after enough work on yourself, it becomes apparent that there's something more beyond that, something deeper in the very essence of your being that longs for you to awaken to it. <laughs> Can you tell I've been immersing myself in some literature lately? <laughs> awaken the essence of your being. Oh my god, I sound like a, an ad for a discount life guru. Oh god. Okay, but what I'm trying to say is, until today, okay, I have lived with these chips on my shoulder write my diagnoses. Persistent depression, general anxiety disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder, cluster C personality disorder. Oh my god, right? I've let that identify who I am, but now I can brush them off because they aren't me. They, they, they aren't an excuse to resist growth, and they have never touched who I really am inside. These disorders... They're separated from who I am because these are all things of the collective human ego and they've labeled and pigeonholed these things for the essence of people and experiences that we cannot fully grasp. Is, is it the soul? Is it your inner essence that's unscathed? Is it your being? I don't know. But I know that deep down, everyone has that strong part of them that is untouched from whatever pain your mind and heart have been through over the tough years, months, days, and moments of your lives. You have it. Do you sense it? Do you acknowledge that it's there? Because it is. Now, I want to do a little trick that I learned from Eckhart Tolle's book. It's either the power of now or a new earth. I'm not sure which one. Now, the trick is to ask yourself this question. How do I see myself? Did you do it? Now, don't answer it yet, even though your ego was like fully rapid fire going through answers, and it either felt or maybe it felt like you blanked or whatever. Now, that's not a question to answer because this question, how do I see myself, doesn't even matter. Because you should be more concerned with the I in that sentence than the answer. That 
is the true you, the observer of your own thoughts, the I that sees myself, the you that sees yourself. That part of your mind is the pure worldless thing that we have decided to label as the spirit or soul or whatever. That's the strong part of you, the unscathed part of you that this earth just has no effect on. And that is your essence, your your intangible self. That's the true you. And boom, look at that. You don't have to identify with any of that negative shit anymore. You're not your illness, physical or mental. You simply just are. You are. Nothing else. The rest is just some ego mindfuck that leads you down a road of compulsive nitpicking thoughts and ultimately a shitty life experience. And the thing about being in the now... It's beautiful. It's that moment-to-moment mindset that I've only been able to achieve, really, recently. And if you start to feel your body, like how it feels right now, it's so interesting. It's like, okay, where am I tense? Is this because of an injury? Or is it because I'm stressed and this is where I hold my tension? Now, in this case... No matter what the answer is, you can only surrender to the pain until you decide to treat it. Let's say it's a a common pain. I don't know. A back pain. And it's either an injury or you just hold your stress there, right? It's not really you that's hurting. It's just your back. It's not you as a person. You, as a person, has not been changed by this. Now, what, as a person, can I do to ease this pain my back is in? Then, boom, there's no railing off into compulsive thoughts like, oh, my back's going to get thrown out, and then I can't work, and then I won't make any money, and then I'll lose my house. Wow, can you tell where uh, my insecurities are? (laughs) Oh, my God. No, so there. And this just happened in the moment, in the now. And suddenly, you understand yourself different. You open up your perception of yourself and your pain and then try to reduce the stress it's causing you. And then, bow, you're on to the next moment. From moment to moment, man, I'm telling you, is the best shit ever. Oh. Now, I consider these choices I'm making techniques, and if my so-called back pain can be in check with this technique, can I apply it to my mental pain? You know, the deep shit, the depression, the PTSD, the OCD, the anxiety shit. And if it does end up working, how the hell can I possibly identify with my mental illness anymore? (sighs) Freedom. Okay, let me explain. It's sort of like I keep my emotional tension in a certain part of my mind. And that's where the pain is. My mind has a back pain. <laughs> no, but there, there is pain there and I acknowledge it. But what in this moment can I do to change this unconscious mental strain I'm putting myself under. 
Is it just a symptom of an illness I have? Do I, as a person, possess this particular mental pain? Or is it simply my mind that does? And I believe that as a person, you do not feel that pain. But our minds definitely do. I also think that everybody has this deep, unscathed essence to them, right? That is never touched by the outside ego of the world. And I'm assuming religions or other organized groups have a name for it, right? I said this before, spirit, soul, higher self. But I guess what's true is that most can agree that we have more to us than we can communicate. I don't know, this stuff is all very interesting. And I am just... Definitely enjoying applying these uh, techniques, so to say, to my life. And I'm also a huge advocate of doing what you find joy in, like practicing joy, because this thing I practice brings me joy, so I am therefore practicing joy. I don't know. I think this thing is working, folks. Can you tell I haven't been to therapy in a couple of weeks? <laughs> I'm like so deep and uh, today. No, but I haven't skipped, okay? I just finished it. It's like graduating. <laughs> it's so funny though, right? Because at the beginning of my last session, uh, my doctor opened up with, so how'd you like to use this time, Chris? And I answered, I don't know, celebrate. <laughs> but yeah, no, I feel that uh, now I've so-called graduated therapy or whatever, for the second time, mind you, that I felt like um I should celebrate. But is that a thing? Do people go in and out of therapy or do people just like stay in therapy and just go like once a week for the rest of their lives? I don't know. I sort of think of it like uh, I do physical therapy. Like, oh, this ankle sore, got to go get a session in. And then like when their ankle's all good enough again, they go back out in the world only to come back if, if like something else painful happens. <laughs> right? Dang. I am going hard on these uh, comparing the mental to the physical anecdotes, huh? Uh, is that even the right word? I don't know. Either way, I'm still stoked that I have had this realization and that I don't have to identify with my mental illnesses anymore. I just, I don't. They are not me. And it's liberating. And I wish you as well may feel some sort of liberation today by releasing some sort of pain you're in and just not identifying with it anymore. Now, mind you, don't be in denial because denial is like asking for, you know, frustration later on down the road. But accept that it's there, this pain you're feeling. Surrender to it and then treat it if you need it. Anyways, I guess I'll uh, leave it at that. <laughs> If you have anything you want to say about it, if you uh, have anything you want to challenge, please do. Because, you know, this isn't the truth. It isn't your truth. It's just my truth, right? And I'm sharing it with you. So, if you got a bound to pick with my stuff, <laughs> record an MP3. Because I feel like doing another emotional growth episode. I had so much fun doing the last one, you guys. Ah. So for you, for your personal emotional growth challenge is I want you today to choose something that's bothering you, all right? We'll keep it simple. And much like I kind of iterated before, 
let me reiterate this. I want you to free yourself from its circumstances and look at the situation from a bird's eye view, objectively. And I want you to see yourself and question whether or not this particular situation warrants your negative energy. Then take a deep breath and say, Negative energy is wasted energy. You don't have to say it like that, but dance around like a fool after you do it. Just bust a move, you know? Obviously, don't do it in public. Or do. You know, if someone breaks out into dance, I'm usually inclined to feel good. You know, unless it's a drunk beggar on the corner of St. Catherine and Atwater at 6 p.m. on a Wednesday. <laughs> it's a school night, lady. Go home to your plants and water them. God damn. Actually, I'd still probably feel good. You know. Good enough to make a bad joke at the end there, apparently. Hmm. Anyways, so go do that. Personal Emotional Growth Challenge. The Peg C. The P-E-G-C. Peg C. Get it in. Do it. Okay, now I'm literally dancing while I was encouraging you to get it poppin'. <laughs> Which is, you know, kind of like a cheaper form of therapy. Oh, there it is. Cheaper than therapy. That's the name of the show. Good. Hey, we came, we brought it around there, folks. Good ending. So, uh, my name's Chris Kavaner, and you can follow me on Cheaper Than Therapy on Instagram. Cheaper Than Therapy, no vowels except the Y at the end. So that's C H P R T H N T H R P Y. Spelled it out for you. Oh my God, I don't even know if I said it right. And if I didn't, record an MP3. No, I don't know. All right, that's it for me. This episode's now over. Thank you again, guys. Um, Have a good day. Cue music. Okay, the episode's over now. You can stop listening. <laughs> <laughs>